Family podcast. I'm Todd Michael. I'm Amber Michael. And we feel like we just did this because <laughs> we were so late with our last episode. It's only been a few days. And now we almost forgot to do it. <laughs> like we promised but we, we would promised. do it. We had to. Yeah, I made the promise. Our promise. <laughs> oh, sound like I was going into an Elder Eye Ring impersonation there. Yeah. That was a sharp Jimmy thing Stewart to <laughs> When reading the scriptures, it's the promises. No, it's bad. <laughs> Super bad. I've done better. <laughs> yeah, you have. Like when I do Gordon Behinkley. No, 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 no. All no, right, no, today no. we are talking about. I didn't do it. I was I scared just you were going it. to. I was scared. <laughs> no, stop it. Brothers and sisters. <laughs> what a marvelous okay. article of faith. You give you less reaction yeah, than you are being encouraged. We believe the Lord. <laughs> All right, so we are talking about the eighth article of faith. Jumping back into our articles of faith motif, mm-hmm. motif theme, yeah, series. Series is probably best. Genre, mm. series. Yeah. All right, we'll stick with series. <laughs> and it's a good one. There's, uh, I feel like with every one, we start talking about it beforehand. We're like, I don't know, what do you say about it? It's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> then we start thinking about it. We're like, oh, we can talk about this and yeah. talk about that. So it's a lot of interesting things to talk about. So for those of you who don't have the Articles of Faith memorized, myself included, I kind of mostly almost do, but not mm-hmm. perfectly. As we're going through them, I'm realizing I have the wording off on a couple of them. Yeah, which is it's almost... Um, Changes the meaning for mm-hmm. some of them for me, the way I memorize them. I know. It's been a long time since I memorized them. Yeah. All right. So for those of us who need the refresher, here it is. We believe the Bible to be the word of God as far as it is translated correctly. We also believe the Book of Mormon to be the word of God. It's so hard to not read them in the canter songs. or pattern of the song. There's, you know, there's a few of the primary songs that we I did as a child, not all of them. So certain ones, this is one of them. I was really (laughs) focusing on keeping it steady and not only pausing at those moments. Sorry, not to distract from the important and sacred nature of the truth. Yes. But yes, so we believe in not one, but two witnesses of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Technically, we believe in more, I guess, if you count the Doctrine and Covenants of Pearl of Great Price. But Mm -hmm. that's not what this is talking about. So why is that important? Why does that matter? What does it mean for the everyday life of a Latter-day Saint? Well, I mean, a lot of people accuse us of not believing the Bible because we have the Book of Mormon. They think we've just like replaced it right. with the Book of Mormon. Because we don't believe the Bible to be the Word of God, we believe in the Book of Mormon. That's I what know, they yeah, act like exactly. Article of Faith should be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I know that a lot of people accuse us of not knowing the Bible as well as the Book of Mormon, which sure. may be true in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since I read through the Old Testament, especially yeah. New Testament. I read more regularly. I think it's a too a matter though of familiarity with verses and maybe like rote mm-hmm. memorization. Mm-hmm. and understanding the concepts those are two separate things that's true 
And when people accuse us of not knowing the Bible, a lot of times they're only referring to the rote memorized mm-hmm. stuff. Like it's true. A lot of Christians, self-identified Christians, especially like the more um, kind of non-denominational, you know, what they call like the feel-good Christian mm-hmm. types, um, are really big on memorizing verses mm-hmm. and quoting them kind of out of context yeah. um, as they come up. And with the exception of like Gary Miller, who can quote them in a really good context, mm-hmm. many times they're just quoting them because they have a memorized and they're not really it's true. pulling a whole lot of truth out of them. Where you take your average Latter-day Saint, or maybe not your average, but your slightly above average Latter-day Saint, yeah. and they're not going to have as many memorized passages. Mm-hmm. But you read a passage with them or you, you know, bring one up and they're going to have a much better understanding of one, what the passage actually is saying, Mm -hmm. the context of it and how it relates to the bigger picture of the gospel. Yeah. So it is an interesting accusation. I agree. We do get accused of that all the time. That's a good point. A lot of my mission. Yeah. I've encountered that a lot too. Um, But yeah, we don't have it wrote the rote memorization, maybe not as much, unless it's mm-hmm. just someone who just enjoys have those that. But scripture mastery ones. Yeah, that, yeah, the key uh, ones. Yeah, but and I only have the Old Testament ones memorized because I had to. Why well, didn't have to? Homeschool, yeah. I chose to drop out of early morning seminary mm-hmm. for uh, New Testament, so I got all the Old Testament ones really good. Which honestly, if you're gonna get seminary for only one, Old Testament was the one because it's a lot mm-hmm. harder to jump into that's a harder one to do on your own as a teen yeah yeah so that was that worked out yeah anyway okay so we get accused of believing in one and not the other as much but Mm -hmm. yeah ironically the book of mormon only deepens our love and appreciation Mm -hmm. for and understanding of the bible Mm -hmm. um i mean the subtitle of it is another testament of Jesus Christ. Right. Not saying a testament of Jesus Christ, right. the only. Not a replacement. Saying testament. another. So yeah. it's implying that there's that's not the only one. Right. It could be a better testament of Jesus Christ if we wanted to really be honest. But <laughs> can you imagine the outrage? Yeah. You don't need any other testament. Plus, this one's better than yours. Um Yeah, so I there's a verse. Well, there's several verses, but I'll just read a few. Um, Linked in the Eighth Article of Faith, that is a great example of how the Book of Mormon establishes the truth um, of the Bible while also establishing the importance of the Book of Mormon simultaneously. Mm -hmm. So this is in... uh, Hold on. I lost the reference. It's in 1 Nephi... chapter 13 and we're reading verses 26 27 and 28 Mm -hmm. okay so this is describing what will happen to the record of the jews or the bible um before it comes forth in in our day or or in the final form that we have it. it says after they go forth by the hand of the 12 apostles of the lamb from the jews unto the gentiles Thou seest the formation of that great and abominable church, which is most abominable above all other churches. For behold, they have taken away from the gospel of the Lamb many parts which are plain and most precious, 
and also many covenants of the Lord have they taken away. So that's interesting because even if you just read like Moses and Abraham and then you read Genesis, you mm-hmm. can see so many of like important principles that were taken out. And mm-hmm. so you think about what the Bible in its original and pure form must have been that's like. True. Yeah. It probably had so much more, you know, when it says covenants, like I'm immediately, mm-hmm. my mind goes to the temple. Yeah. So it probably was so much more of that and so much more clarity of temple covenants and, and pieces that yeah. were just accepted and understood. Mm-hmm. And then it begs the question, why would the great and abominable church want abominable? Yeah. What's the word that means a snowman that doesn't melt? It's the same thing. It's the same word? Yeah. Why do I feel like it was two different words when I was saying the wrong one? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I could be wrong. Yeah. I am very slow today. Abominable? No. Abominable. Yeah, it's got to be abominable. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. For those of you who are more intelligent I'm sorry. and more well-rested, we apologize. <laughs> um, but my point being, why would they want to take it out, take those plain and precious shoes out? And for me, I think if you think about the power of the temple mm-hmm. and the covenants made in the temple, that's like the most important things that we can participate in on the earth. Mm-hmm. So of course, Satan would go after those most of course, aggressively, yeah. of right? Because yeah. then we have this version of the Bible that most other churches have without any of the clarifying context mm-hmm. of the Pearl of the Great Price or the Book of Mormon or the Doctrine and Covenants or all the other yeah. prophetic revelations we've received. And they essentially are without the temple. Not only do they not have the priesthood, but they don't even have the principles that are taught. Yeah, that's a great point. So it pulls us out of that power yeah, or potential power. I felt like I was instructed in my patriarchal blessing to study the Pearl of Great Price uh, very deeply. And so as soon as I got that, I was reading it a lot. Mm-hmm. And I got a lot out of it. But then after a few years after that was when I went to the temple for the first time. And it right. felt like an entirely different book. Like yes. It just opened my eyes completely differently to it. I so obviously we can't talk in detail about those yeah. things. But but um, yeah, once you have the context of the temple and covenants that you make with God there, that just like, it's like seeing it in technicolor versus right. black and white. So then even one more layer removed from that, mm-hmm. we have the Bible where yeah. those parts were specifically taken out. Exactly. Something that I didn't realize until recently is that, you know, and when this says, it says they have taken away from the gospel of the lamb, many parts, which are plain and most precious. Mm-hmm. I, for many years, just assumed that the parts and shoes that were lost were just lost through translation. Mm-hmm. And even on my mission, I remember specifically teaching it that way. Like, mm-hmm. Well, it's been translated a lot of times and blah, 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 blah. And over time, many important truths have been lost. Mm -hmm. I never really hit heavy on. They were deliberately taken out. But Mm -hmm. then I started looking into it more in the historical context. And yeah, they were actually actively removed. Yeah. It wasn't just like, oh, we thought this word meant this Mm -hmm. and it actually means this. We translated wrong. It's like we evil people and evil powers that be went in and as the Bible was becoming translated and and printed and you know distributed more to where not just a very select few mm-hmm. could read it and interpret it and relay it 
where people were going to be able to read it for themselves and like, mm-hmm. oh, well, we actually don't want all of these things to be in there, which yeah. is very fascinating. It'll be exciting to see it in its pure form someday. Absolutely. I always think about that. Even when you just read the like sections that Joseph Smith had right. translated that are, they are so much, so more much different. Yeah. yeah. Much clearer. Exactly. Okay. So continuing on in first Nephi, uh, that was verse 26. I'm going to read 27. And all this have they done that they might pervert the right ways of the Lord, that they might blind the eyes and harden the hearts of the children of men. And then you go back to how people respond to those truths. Like when they receive the Book of Mormon or they're offered a chance to read the Book of Mormon or to mm-hmm. understand more. And they, it's worked. Mm-hmm. Their hearts are very hard. They just take what little they have in the Bible and because it's not a complete truth, then when they hear more of the truth, they're like, oh, no, 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 it couldn't possibly be. Mm-hmm. You know, it must be the, the Trinity must be what God exists as. It couldn't possibly be three distinct beings or whatever, yeah. you know. Yeah. Side note, a dude uh, that the missionaries were teaching, they invited him to come bear his testimony on Sunday. And he said he would if they did. So like, it was kind of funny and strange, but all three got up and stood uh-huh. together and like, rotated through <laughs> but when he had his turn he was he was up there for like what was it probably like 10 minutes maybe Pretty long for maybe 15 <laughs> yeah maybe 15 yeah. minutes and he's a catholic and he kept referencing he's like the holy trinity is blah 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 i was like this is probably one of the very few times <laughs> you're gonna hear a sermon on the trinity in this building <laughs> uh, i know anyway i missed a lot of it because i was struggling with our child but... yeah well <laughs> He probably would have been more tame if the spirit was there, oh. but it was chased out by that Catholic. I don't think it was gone. <laughs> he took the plain and precious truths out of our meeting, just like they took them out of the Bible. Oh. Um, okay. And then 28, wherefore thou seest that after the book hath gone forth through the hands of the great and abominable church, that there are many plain and precious things taken away from the book, which is the book of the Lamb of God. So again, those Mm -hmm. things were taken away and taken out. Um, And that's from the Book of Mormon. So the Book of Mormon is both testifying that the Bible in its original form had many plain and precious truths. Mm -hmm. So it's not even like claiming, well, the Bible never was a good book, but now the Book of Mormon comes along and it's Mm -hmm. a good book. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, the Bible was great, but it was even better in its pure form. But those things were taken out. And so now God is bringing forth this other witness, which is really cool because at the time the Book of Mormon was recorded, those things hadn't happened. Mm-hmm. Like those plain and precious truths hadn't been taken out of the Bible. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty awesome that God had, I mean, obviously he did, but it's amazing to think about. He had the foresight to not only plan that contingency of having the Book of Mormon recorded, but then plan for how it's going to come forth during the restoration in order to account for the truths that were going to be inevitably taken out of the Bible. Mm -hmm. Well, so what do we do for, so like if the Bible has these issues, yeah, then what is it good for, for us? I obviously don't (laughs) think it's not good. Devil's advocate. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, yeah, yeah, it's obviously it's still a is a book, important book for it? us. We still believe that it's yeah. the word of God and has a lot of truth in it. Right. So, well, it brings to mind a great <laughs> missionary 
analogy that <laughs> every missionary who served in like the 80s, 90s, or 2000s probably has used and heard. But they talk about a fence board, and some missionaries would actually bring like a little piece of wood uh-huh. and go all out. But you think about like a fence board or just any kind of, of, of board that you're trying to nail up, and you put one nail into it, and yeah. that one nail is the Bible. Uh-huh. With one nail, that board can swing all around. Mm-hmm. And so you could point that board in any direction and say, well, it started with this nail and it's supposed to go in this direction because mm-hmm. I know because I started here at the end point. But literally there's 360 degrees around that you could be pointing it. Mm-hmm. But if you take a second nail and put it into the other end of that board, it can't move. Yeah. And there's only one direct line between those two nails. And only one way that that board can be pointing. Mm -hmm. So in that respect, that's not a perfect analogy. But but in the the idea of like with paired with the Book of Mormon, you then have two witnesses to check. And if if there's a a truth that is found in both, then you can trust it a lot more than if it's only found or seems to only be found Mm -hmm. in the Bible. That's a great point. Yeah. But of course, as Latter-day Saints... Above and beyond that, and maybe first and foremost, we believe that you need to read it with the Holy Ghost. Of course, yes. Yeah, which will testify of all truth. Mm-hmm. So I would say for, you know, anyone who's investigating the church or thinking about if the Bible and the Book of Mormon, I mean, if the Book of Mormon is a Jesus book, as Gary Miller says, or mm-hmm. is like something of value, then even just comparing the two, you're going to see those parallels and where they match up. That's going to be a testament in and of itself. Mm -hmm. especially the more you read it with the spirit, you're going to have not only a enlightened understanding of what's on the page, but then it invites the spirit to enlighten your mind with further truths that maybe aren't on the page, Mm -hmm. not truths that go against what the apostles and prophets say. I I was reading in the Bible and it told me that women need to be ordained as deacons so they can pass the sacrament. (laughs) That's no. probably not what I uh, would recommend seeking. Yeah. Well, that's a great point because, like, a lot of the things that you can read about in the Book of Mormon, like, well, like, for example, just one of the things, one of the reasons why we study scriptures, and the many mm-hmm. reasons, mm-hmm. is to get to know Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, like, who he is and who he was and what he believed and what he taught so that we can follow what follow him ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, like, for me personally, I gained a strong testimony of that, of Jesus Christ as a real person. Like, got to felt like I knew him Mm -hmm. um, when I was in seminary in high school. And we read the New Testament for the first time. And Mm -hmm. I'd read the Book of Mormon before that. So, like, I had obviously had foundation, a foundation for that. But up until that point, I didn't, I don't know if I'd even felt like, my testimony is my testimony up to that point. Mm. So, um, like, I don't have a memory of it specifically. Mm-hmm. It was more of a, I'm believing what my teachers tell me. I'm believing sure. what my parents yeah. show me. And, um, but that year was like the turning point for me in my testimony being solidified. And so I can remember it like as though it was yesterday, it was like 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, But that made a huge impact on me, just being able to read about Jesus Christ himself, like being alive here. I mean, not here in the Americas, but on this earth. earth. Mm -hmm. It was 
um, just, I don't know how to explain it. Just, I felt like I was put in that situation. Like, cause I love yeah, reading and I can real. be yeah. immersed very easily into yeah. books. So for that particular book, it was very immersive for me. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. And it solidified my testimony a ton. So then when I went back and read the book of Mormon again, the next year, I think not for seminary, but just on my own, yeah. then it made it even a deeper connection for me because That's while cool. Jesus Christ isn't on the earth as long in the Book of Mormon, uh, like it's the same amount of time, sure. obviously. Sure. But, but, but for as many pages, I yeah, guess you'd yeah. say. But then you can see all the other ways that it testifies of him throughout before he comes and mm -hmm. after he comes and talking about him throughout. <laughs> it just, it right. was like something that high school me didn't really yeah. pick up on in the Book of Mormon the first yeah. time. But like the New Testament was all about Christ. Obviously right. the Book of Mormon is too. <laughs> But right, like, no, just intangible. It was just in a like, tangible, like, you see what he's doing. Of his life. He's yeah. talking himself, he's healing people, yeah, yeah. and he's... First-person exactly. accounts, right. So that, like, made my testimony of both the Bible and the Book of Mormon, and that Jesus Christ was a real person, Yeah, and did the things that those books say he did. Right. It made it, like, solid, real, rock solid. So, like, I've never doubted it since then. Which is interesting that you point out that there are the two kind of different versions, like the the more facts-based, recorded by people who, mm -hmm. you know, by the apostles who walked with him and talked mm -hmm. with him and observed him. Um, and then the more revelation-based, where mm -hmm. it was, you know, Lehi wasn't mm -hmm. on the earth with Christ. Nephi wasn't on the earth with Christ. Like these people who knew him and knew of him but he hadn't even come yet i know for many of the yeah. pages and then you get like yeah this little short blip of when he is there mm -hmm. and third nephi's glorious it's amazing but yeah. it's not any less about christ like you say and not any yeah. less testifying of him so it is cool that we get both of those because then it makes it feel more um realistic i guess uh-huh that we can connect with Christ and have a firm understanding and testimony of him, even though he's not on the earth now. Yeah. Right. It's not like, well, the people who lived in Jerusalem were lucky. People on the Americas when he came were lucky. When you get to Zion mm -hmm. and they build a new Jerusalem, you're going to be lucky. Everyone else, you're on your own. Good luck. Best <laughs> exactly. of luck to you knowing Christ. Because unless you've seen him or met him. Yeah. I'm like, how could, you can't really say that about any other situation or any other person. You, yeah. you know, like people get these obsessions over celebrities and memorize all yeah. the information, but they don't know them. No. And you can, you know, learn about historical figures, other historical, non-religious historical figures mm -hmm. and memorize the trivia, but you don't know them. Mm -hmm. But because Christ is a deity, you can learn about him and that's one layer, mm -hmm. but then you can actually invite him into your life and in your heart and your mind and actually know him mm -hmm. and know the kind of man and, and God that he is yeah. and worship him in that way. Yeah. It's just in order to get to know him, you have to actually like seek out the ability to know him, like yeah. by inviting the Holy Ghost as you read the scriptures mm -hmm. or like studying anything that you can about him, looking deeper into right. the scriptures as you read them. And yeah. and accepting that he's not one dimensional uh -huh. and that he's not going to jive with really any version that you kind of see portrayed, mm -hmm. right? Like as, as mm -hmm. helpful as it is to watch a video about him or yeah. watch the chosen yeah. or watch, you know, all these different layers, mm -hmm. they're all going to 
only show you a small piece. Exactly. And so you can see that he's loving. You can see that he's forgiving. You can see that he's strong. You can see that he's valiant. You can see that he has integrity. Like you can see all these different pieces from the different angles, but mm -hmm. nothing kind of brings that all into one view, like studying the Book of Mormon mm -hmm. and the Bible on your own prayerfully. Yeah. And then you start to come to know him. Yeah, that's true. And I don't think anybody can impart that to anyone else. It has to be on your own. It's like it, your testimony of Christ is a gift from Christ. Mm -hmm. Like Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ can only allow that to come into your view. Mm -hmm. Nothing else can. Mm -hmm. And if you study, even like, you know, I've heard about people reading the Book of Mormon who don't read it with the spirit. They're reading it uh -huh. for like literature. And like, oh, it's a very interesting piece of literature. You yeah. know, it's like, you can totally miss it. You yeah. can read all the words and completely miss yeah. that aspect of it if you're not seeking it. Yeah. Even you yourself, as you're reading, can read a verse one time and then another time you come through either with just different things happening in your life or with different a different spirit with you. And it can just be like, wham, that's, that's for you right yeah. now. And it can give you insights into things. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're really lucky to get to read the Book of Mormon in its original language of translation. Like sometimes I, I wonder, well, one, I wonder what kind of a pressure that is for people who work on the translations of the mm -hmm. Book of Mormon into other languages, like, cause they're still actively translating, you know, Yeah. like every year they increase the number of languages it's translated mm -hmm. into. And um, so that's gotta be a tall order trying to figure out how to preserve as much of that meaning as possible. Yeah. But then also, if you're reading it in that language, and you're kind of like, I wonder if those people sometimes are are envious of being able to read it in the first, you know, the mm. original language, or I don't know. I just feel very blessed that yeah, the not that English is necessarily going to always be the main language that we communicate in or a superior language, but yeah. for now, that's what Joseph Smith originally was given, and so. To be able to read it in the exact words and not like, well, this yeah. service missionary thought this word meant yeah. because he spent two years on the island, but <laughs> he didn't yeah. really understand that this word means, you know what I mean? Or yeah. whatever. I, I'm not saying that like, you know, the translations of the Book of Mormon are necessarily fallible, but mm -hmm. no matter how careful you are, there's going to be some things that are yeah. just different. Yeah. Anyway. That's interesting. You know, maybe flashback, flash to thinking like, well, if it's if there are things that are words that couldn't be translated perfectly, it'll be interesting to see what they are. <laughs> like, yeah. Someday, but then that made me feel like it was like a, you know, you're making up a story. So I'm only now. <laughs> like <laughs> you you're know, like my old Harold Ward, not the one we were just <laughs> yeah, in, but yeah. the one I grew yes. up in. They'd always be like, "Someday we're gonna when read we it go, all, yeah. read it in Russian." When we I can read heard, the Book of Mormon in Cantonese, <laughs> it's going to be a different perfect translation, but. Christ actually doesn't come to the Americas. He comes to China. <laughs> oh, but it makes sense. It's when we're all speaking one language, it will be more of a yeah. probably pure translation. But I would imagine it's pretty great what they have. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I wonder too, like, when, when we all can't speak the same language, is it a matter of we all speak the same spoken language mm -hmm. and... 
Or we all just understand each other. Yeah. Or yeah. do we all speak whatever our yeah. mother tongue was that we learned while we were on the earth, but we have the ability to understand each other. Good question. Great question. Great. All right. Well, anything else you want to hit on? Well, let me think. Just a minute, little one. Someone... Got a little kid trying to bust in here. I know. I felt like I had something, but it's it's okay. So I remember later. Dang it. <laughs> All right. Well, we kept our promise. We not only remembered to actually record, but we did it before <laughs> Friday. Yep. Go us. Yep. Go team. Go. We promised. We promise we'll keep trying. <laughs> <laughs> Stop promising things. It's a lot of pressure. Let's That's just, just let you. them know we're going to keep doing our best. <laughs> I hate it when people are like, I did my best. Such an annoying, like that. What does that do for me? It feels like an excuse to you. And it feels like such an excuse. <laughs> I did my best, okay, but you still didn't do it. It's very binary. You either accomplished or you did not accomplish. Doing well, your best for trying. I know. Well, if they're if it's my seven year old saying it, I give him credit. But right. adults say that all the time. All right, good point. I did my best, but I'd rather just say I did not accomplish what you asked me to accomplish. <laughs> Yes. I should have been in the military. Yes. <laughs> Darn flat feet. No, I'm just kidding. I understand I what you're feet. saying, but yes. That doesn't bother me as much. I know, because an artisan can roll with it not being the biggest deal in the world if someone doesn't follow through on what they say. Yeah. <laughs> I may laugh at it. <laughs> yeah. On my just own. ridicule it. <laughs> I'll be worked up about it. But they said... <laughs> They promised. That's why when you say we promise to do something, it stresses me out. I'm up at now like, how can we deliver on this promise that was made on my behalf? Well, last time when you said it bothered you, I was like, I got to throw that in. And <laughs> every episode. Just to bug you. Next episode will be even better. We <laughs> promise. <laughs> All right, everyone. Have a great week. Yep. We'll talk to you later. Bye.